Hi, I'm Becca Otis from Five Lines Pottery in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'm Ryan Durbin from RD Ceramics located in Southgate, Kentucky. And welcome to Wheel Talk. Hey guys, we've loved answering all of your questions so far. If you'd like to hear your question on the podcast, please send them to us on Instagram at Wheel Talk Podcast or by email to wheeltalkpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. I think I started like a half a second early. <laughs> we're good. We're we're good. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. We're live. 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 That was that was high. Um. Yeah, we always go high. Chris was like, "You need to go low." Live. We're live. We're live. Live. <laughs> Just like that. Uh, <laughs> you know they say the people that can uh, sing the worst can also sing the best. Because <laughs> they know how to control it. They know how to yeah. adjust their, their vocals, I guess. Yeah, we're really great singers. Um, I'll take that. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, Ryan, how you doing? Becca. I'm good. The If you have not noticed, uh, the people that are watching, which is very few, but uh, I'm in a different space today. We slept in the new house for the first time last night. Do you have... Okay, I do have a question. Did you bring your actual bed over and then put your... Um, like, do you have your bed in your old house? Like, are you staging your old bed in the house? Like, what's going on with that? So, <laughs> our old bed is still in the in the master bedroom there. It the the bed is there, the nightstands are there, and the big dresser is there. Okay. And then the other rooms, the two other like office and bedroom, are empty. Okay. And then the the main floor, there's the dining room table, there's the sofa, chair. And that's pretty much it. Like, okay. everything else is gone on the main floors and the bedrooms and stuff. Yeah. Did you... It, lo- it looks great, by the way. Her. That's really just for photos. Yeah. For Rachel did great with uh, the setup. And the colors and everything like that looked great. Yeah. Um, I understand that completely, though. Painting over colored rooms. It's like... <laughs> like, like you understand that why it's more enticing for photos and bye. Oh, for sure, you, for sure. Okay, but also this this like sense of like bye, <laughs> like bye fun colors. Um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of like excited to get them get stuff photographed to say like this is the last of what it was before we left, but it's not really the same because you paint over all the personality that the rooms had and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's fine that there's nothing in them, but, you know, you paint over and it's like, that's not what it was when we left it, you know? Yeah, totally. I know. When I left my house, the kitchen was white. And before that, What's it was... Off? I feel like it's a waste sometimes. Like, is it because people can't visualize what yeah. it's going to be or what it can be? Or yeah. some colors, like, make the room seem bigger because they're lighter? Like, I get that. That, but also people don't have imagination, so... Yeah. That's a lot of it. And I don't know what percentage of people just move in and just don't paint stuff. I mean, maybe it's 50%. Maybe it's more. I don't know. Yeah. Cause some people just don't care about it. They just care that, like, they have a space. The bathroom works. The 
whatever. You know, stuff works. And that's what they care about. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah. We're in the new house. Still got a lot of the studio to unpack and move. Well, I still got a lot of the studio at the old house that needs to be moved. So, yeah. that's the big undertaking. We'll list it here in the next few days, actually. And then, uh, yeah, I need to move a lot of studio stuff. And then start start the studio remodel over here maybe you should do like a brick walkway down down to your basement you know or something that you could like roll a cart down or roll a wheelbarrow down or something maybe i mean you could do a cement one but yeah i mean it's a little bit weird right because the the pavers on the back patio are not level either so you're not really going to get a flat all the way to the door. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we were talking about. But if you got one I... of those gorilla carts, that's what you fucking need. Have you seen those? The gorilla carts? They have like no. big ass wheels. Like a wheelbarrow. Yeah, kind of. It's like a, but it's like a pulley cart. Oh man! One time I had the opportunity to steal one of those in Lowe's parking lot, and I texted Andrew, and I was like, "Should I take this?" And he was like, "No, don't steal it." And I was like, "Really? I had it in my car." And <laughs> is it something that oh my gosh so you're just looking for validation like if he said yes you were shutting the yeah because and andrew's leaving. moral scope is at the floor and so and he was like becca no you can't steal it because your moral scope is on the ceiling and so sad so is this so a thing that they sell at lowe's and somebody left it or is it something yeah. that lowe's uses i think so okay yeah, because he was like, don't take it. That's what Lowe's uses in the flower section, but it's not. Um, anyway, it's got, like, big-ass wheels, and then <laughs> it's like a cart that, <laughs> that has four sides, but the sides all flip down so it could be flat. Oh, okay. They're but real is it, like, nice. a metal? Yeah, it's, it's metal. a metal. Okay. Yeah, and the wheels are real big, so it's easy to roll around. Oh, so nice. Okay. I just worry about rolling it down the side of the the house because it's like a hill you know i i tried to roll down fucking buckets of uh <laughs> uh raw materials down my driveway on the um rolling cart the dolly with the like pumped up wheels yeah bad news bears bad news it, bears dude it got away from me <laughs> also i wonder if going the but other our, way driveway steep though i feel like okay could you go the other way around your house like on no, the okay it's steeper on that side fine and then the pavers are not flat, so like there's a bunch of square pavers that are on the back patio that are all fucked up. So I would still have to walk them across all of that. Yeah. Yeah, but I think going we'll down see. the stairs inside is the easiest way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I could cart it and roll it to the front door and then walk it from there. Yeah. That would that would cut down about 15 feet, 20 feet maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Hmm. All right. What about you? What's going on? Well, first thing is that I started that new... Uh, ske- Did I tell you about the new schedule that I'm doing? Yeah, we talked about it on the on the last episode that released, I think. Yeah. So we I talked s- about spreadsheets. Yes. Um, so I started a new schedule, and it's going really well. Yesterday, I went to the studio, my studio, in the morning... Or not yesterday, on Monday, I went to my studio in the morning, did some work, and then um, went to the other studio, ate lunch. 
I usually end up starting working around like 2.30, 2.45, and I left by 8. Boom. That seems pretty good. Yeah. Like six hours? A little less than six hours. A little I mean, less than six hours, actually. You never get done in six hours, right? Right. In the past? Because I just fuck around all the time in the studio. So. Yeah. What's your typical, like, eight and a half, nine hours? Yeah, just because I like to shoot the shit and, like. Yeah. Like, while I'm working, like, my actual work hours, like, today, my actual work hours were three hours. But I was there first. <laughs> first five. <laughs> I did a hundred and oh I should oh I should probably track that I did a hundred and twenty five <laughs> wine glasses cocktail cups yeah and it literally took me two hours to throw them in like an hour to do the prep and everything like that nice so did it feel like you were working less hours yeah okay it feels like I can pack more of my day and I'm like a little bit more tired at the end of the day, but also I really enjoy working late at night. So. But that's not even that late. I mean, that you're working until like eight, right? Yeah, but I mean, like nobody's in the studio. It's dark outside. I like thrive when it's dark outside. All right. Well, daylight savings is coming up, so you'll be fucking grand from five to eight then. Yeah. Sad uh, panda. I hate it when it gets dark at five. It's I like, fucking right. love it. I love you it. love it? Yeah, I'm I like, love it. I'm like, what the it. fuck am I going to do? You look outside and it's like, oh, okay, it must be like 9 o'clock. Nope, I think 30. I think it's because I'm a night person and I'm like, yes, let's get this shit going. Um, yeah. Also, me and Liz, uh, Liz Cohen had an idea. Cause yeah. For, for, I was chatting with her today a little bit. Yeah, so was I. And I, for a long time... Whenever I'm throwing, I'm like, man, I wish that there was just, like, an auto-drip system that just was, like, hovering over my wheel that just, like, dripped water on it so I wouldn't have to stick my hand in the water bucket. Mm -hmm. Well, there's auto-drip systems for, like, sanding, so I'm sure you could just adapt that, right? Right. We were talking about that, and then she was like, what if it was, like, a mister instead of, like, a dripper? So you're constantly just being misted? <laughs> yes. So your hands are, like, constantly being misted? I think this is a great fucking idea, and I think that we should do it. I just see, like, this would be a great comedy skit where you're just getting, bla- like, for some reason it gets blasted up on high, and you just see your your floor behind you, just a shadow of you that's just covered in water. <laughs> and then the water on the ground behind you is just covered and it's just like when the mister goes wrong or something <laughs> and you just walk away and you're just dripping water. Mm. All right, so y'all are going to uh ideate that and figure something out. Yes. Love um it. sorry. Uh so yeah, we're going to figure something out. And also like it might be faster for when I do the world record love it and introducing this new product blah 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 yeah she won the world record by cheating <clears throat> by being resourceful also this weekend i'm gonna do the the um panel discussion with rebecca and josh at the indiana clay conference and um uh and then we're going to record it for the podcast, so we'll broadcast it probably in a month or two. 
depending on when they want it mm. to happen since people are paying to, to listen. But that's very exciting. And then me and Rebecca had talked about maybe after the panel, like all of us going to dinner or something and, and discussing and like continuing on that conversation since it's only an hour. And yeah, they're they're condensing the three of you to an hour. What the hell? I know we they're, could. They're shortchanging the audience. Here. <laughs> we could literally talk for five hours, easy. <laughs> so one hour, and Justin Rawlshank moderates it, so that should be interesting. Yeah, poor guy oh, doesn't God. know what he's getting into. Trying to wrangle cats or something <laughs> over here. Josh, will you please be appropriate? <laughs> Could you stop being a twelve-year-old? What's the uh, what's the demographic of the conference? Do you know? Like, is it a mm-hmm. lot of like younger crowd or I have older? No idea. Or? I would imagine it's a lot of college students because, um, I from what I understand, it's maybe like a hundred, hundred and twenty people, same as ClayCon West, and um, I would imagine it's college and mid-college, just due to, mm-hmm. um, Seth Green is a professor, and I think Justin's a professor, professor too at Purdue, Fort Wayne. So um, I would imagine that's going to be mostly the people that are there, but I'm not sure. Hmm. I told Josh. It seems like a lot of people to be in the ceramics department at a college, though, unless there's neighboring colleges. Yeah. I told Josh that he was like, are you going to come to the conference? And I was like, no. (laughs) I was like, why would I go to the conference? And he was like, Becca, like go to the conference and i was like I don't you have wanna... nothing to learn becca <laughs> i was like i don't want to fucking go to the conference like why would i go and he was like blah 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 and i read the schedule and i was talk like talk up wheel talk talk <laughs> up wheel talk yeah I, I read the schedule i don't know any of the presenters i don't know anybody that's even gonna be there but then i was like i texted him and i go i'll go but i just want you to know it's for bagels at 8 a.m <laughs> love it when are you all talking they're serving bagels um at four <laughs> at four or five or something i don't know i don't oh my gosh I, I that's read... like that's post lunch nap after nap time i know i was thinking about getting a pizza tomorrow so i don't have to take lunch so i could just have like cold pizza probably cheaper toti nose <laughs> yeah shit yeah fuck yeah also, I'm really excited for it just so that I can be like, is anybody offended that we cuss on this? And then when people raise their hands, I can be like, you can leave fuck now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> you should probably leave. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on. What are we talking about today, Ryan? We're talking about the event of the year. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Pot Swap 2021! Pot Swap 2021! We should have a little jingle for Pot Swap. I'll let you do that. Let's see. Let's see. Let's 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 riff right off the top of my head. Hold on. I'm I'm getting it. I'm, hold on. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Do the let's talk about clay. Let's talk about pots, baby. Let's talk about swaps, baby. <laughs> let's swap those pots, baby. Let's swap those pots, baby. It's only Christmas. See, I want the pots, baby. You can go around the world, all over, everywhere. It doesn't matter if you know you're clay or I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 
Oh, the listeners are going to love that. Uh, moving on. Um, <laughs> okay, so yes. for anybody who doesn't know what pot swap is, let us, let us, uh, yes. let us tell you. Pot swap is basically a secret Santa that we do that is global for now. And global. Um, it's global and it, uh, last year we had 400 participants this year. We will have 600 participants because 800 seems like a lot. Um, yeah. And basically you are assigned a partner and then you can make a pot for them. And then, uh, you ship it off before Christmas time. And, uh, hopefully you get one in return. Um, and it's all about giving, not about receiving. <laughs> that's yes. what that's what we say every if year. If you're in it in hopes that you get a very famous person's pot, like that might not be the right perspective to have of saying, I'm going to ship something off that is $15 value, and I might get something that's worth $80 or something. Like, yeah. That's kind of the not the right perspective to go into this. It's yeah. It's about giving something that you're proud of and you're – you want somebody to be excited about when they open it and start yeah. using it. And and it, it doesn't matter if you are a new potter or an old potter or a experienced, not experienced. Um, doesn't matter if you do this for a living or you're nope. a hobbyist or if you, you know, yeah. Uh, like, you know, if you're brand new, make the best thing that you can and send your story with it. And hopefully you create a connection that, is forever like you know josh is actually our first pot swap connection now that i think about it because he complained mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i've made a number of like contact with people and <clears throat> some of it is like a lot of people will get excited about receiving things and they don't know what they're going to get right because it's completely random so you know, seeing the personality come through of them sharing, like receiving something and their excitement and just yeah. you get you get a dose of their personality in that pot swap brings you together and gives you that dose because maybe I'm not going to seek out some random person and start following them. But because of that interaction, then I start following them and seeing more of their personality and what they make and yeah, start a connection. And yeah, so and you said partner earlier, but. You're not necessarily going oh, to yeah. swap one-to-one with somebody. You are going to be assigned a random person, yeah. and you will most likely not get something from them because we randomly sort everything. Yes. So you did get a couple options of choices. Um, well, really, it's really just one option, but you get to decide if you're willing to ship international or not. Yeah. And, we, and if you do ship international, you will likely get somebody that is international or possibly, you know, if you're shipping from Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm going international and shipping to Australia. Yeah. It's we're hopefully you're not going to get something from somebody that lives in like Tennessee, you know, like, but maybe. But maybe because it is actually random. random. And yeah. like last year we had little notes and people were like, please make mine out of, out of the country. And those people absolutely get somebody out of the country um just because uh what a lot of people don't realize is when you do ship out of the country that price is going to be high 
So if you are hurting for money, do not choose international shipping because um, international shipping usually is about 50 to $60 at least. Um, yeah, it depends on where you're shipping it, how heavy the pot is. I mean, you should you should probably have experience with shipping international or have good shipping experience, period. I would not want to be a noob potter that has not shipped a lot of pots yeah. and you ship it international because you run the risk of packing inefficiently. It weighs more, you pay more, and then it could potentially like break in transit or, you know, yeah, shit happens. So. But the benefit to shipping internationally, since you know that it's going to be a high-priced shipping situation, um, is like the first year that I shipped in, I think I always ship internationally. Yeah, I think you shipped to the UK, maybe. I shipped to UK and... first, and then Canada next. Um, and uh, <laughs> when I did it the first time, I like went around Monroe and got like all things that were made in Monroe and like stuffed the package like so full, and uh, like put newspaper, like put comics, you know, from the United States, and like you can make it super personable. And well, and I would recommend that regardless, you know, like. I think some yeah, don't just put a pot in a business card and ship it like yeah put like something else in there make it fun you know make it fun like didn't remember somebody put uh like candy like so much candy they like put uh their candy was the yeah. stuffing you remember that last yeah, year I think it might have been last year um it might have been a woman that I'm friends with that's in Canada I think I think she's a customer of mine actually yeah it was, and I was like, that's so brilliant. Like, whoever got that got, like, so much candy. Um, but, yeah, like, if you're in Canada, like, you have candy that we don't have in the United States. Like, use that to your advantage to, like, you know, send it. It's like when Lindy sent me my um, my clay cutter. She sent all the treats from Europe, and I'm still eating them. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, use use this to your advantage to share a little bit about your life and a little bit about your culture where you're from even if you're from washington and you're shipping to new york you know or like do something from your hometown you know give a little touch in there and then you know include things for people to find you so like we're all doing this through instagram so yeah you know share your instagram account people want to share what they're getting if they don't know what your instagram is then they can't tag you they can't have people look at your stuff and you know thank you if you don't put your instagram they can't thank you unless they reach out to your email somehow or you know if they don't know how to contact you they can't thank you and they can't share all the good things so um but yeah that's kind of the essential overview of pot swap we actually started this back in 2018 um just the two of us i don't I don't know. I mean, do you remember what came, like, what, why we started it or what initially started it? Do you remember? Yeah, we were talking about having a, we were doing an Instagram live and I was like, we should have like a secret Santa. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we just did it in like the first. I think we had 100 or 115 people the first year. Yeah, we had 115 maybe. people. And remember, we did everything by hand. Yeah, we, we accepted, um, uh, we accepted invitations or entries by DMing Messaging. us. Yeah. So I don't know that we had a date or anything in mind. We, did we have a date in mind or did we say, we're doing this, DM us if you want to be part of it? Yeah. 
So we took a bunch of messages from our personal accounts and like people would DM us and say, we want to be part of Spot Swap. And then we'd have to add them to the list and like ask for their email and their address and all that shit. We did not think that it would be that big of a thing. And it like happened. And remember it like, it was like, you know, when, when you have a, a sale, like a, um, a, a shop drop and it like sells out in like an hour yeah, and you're like what? it was like that <laughs> well yeah because it's free to enter and then they're like oh well, i can just give something and i'm gonna get something back that's completely yeah. random like hell yeah i'll do that Hell yeah um so that was the first year second year we had about 200 people maybe a little bit more maybe 220 or something yeah and we automated some of it a lot of it with yep. the uh, entries, I think we started with a Google, Google form. People filled out a form. We opened it at a specific time. We closed it at a specific time. And then we did the whole, like, matching people up and emailing people. And mm-hmm. um, it was less work. And then you come up to new challenges where, you know, things happen. Some people can't deliver. Some people forget. They have issues with their making cycle and... You got to field those questions, and you know we we were the middleman a lot of those times um, early on to to relay concerns. And if people didn't get their stuff, you'd have to be the middleman to like, hey, this person didn't get their thing. Can I check in with the sender? Because we were keeping it all secret of who got who, and it was you know. Yeah, we have since learned. We have since learned um, that we are only two people, and we need help. So yeah, I don't know if last year was the first year that we started getting help. Yeah, it was. Was it last year? Okay. So 2019, we had 400 people. So 115, 200, 400. And now we have a team of probably eight people, maybe nine people, mm-hmm. including us. And, um, yeah, we we delegate a lot of different things. So, you know, we have a personal Instagram account for it. It's Potswap Official on Instagram. Yeah. and So look that up if you're not following that. And also, just so you do know, there might be other pot swaps um, happening. We don't know for sure, but like... We don't own the trademark on pot swaps. Yeah, we don't own the trademark on pot swaps, but we are the only ones with the pot swap official Instagram account. So keep that in mind. If you see one that's not pot swap official, it's not us. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, and our team... Like, they all do it volunteer. We're like the Mormon church. Um, (laughs) Everything's on a volunteer basis. Um, But uh, they're fucking awesome. And they take over the Instagram, and they handle mostly the Instagram side of uh, contacting and stuff like that. We do most of the internal stuff still by ourselves. Yeah, like sending out emails and mail merges and... yeah. matching people up appropriately so that they're not shipping to the wrong place if they Mm -hmm. didn't specify that and yeah it's just a lot of communications going from 200 people to 400 people and then 400 to 600 like when you get a like even just since we announced the drop i mean our instagram account we probably i probably replied to like 25 messages of random things it could be people sharing and having excitement about the the event or they're just asking general questions because they don't know about pot swap so they're like and totally. uh, do you have to be a professional to do it? Right. So like some of those questions will come in and you got to answer them and reply back. And then people are like, I see the dates announced, but what happens? Like, I don't see a form or anything or like what's going to happen. So, yeah. you know, people need to understand what's coming and 
Um, yeah, so very grateful to have the the team involved. Um, it's a lot of our you know Potter friends that we have, like Lindy Garner and um, Alicia Phila, uh, Phelps and uh, Ashley. a number of different people. Ashley Ball for Bold Over Ceramics. Um, Blair. Blair. Uh, uh, that's Newtown Studio. We've got uh, Chris Birch is going to help us this year. Yep. And, uh, oh, God. Rusted Wheel Pottery. Yep. Perch Pottery. Ashley. And, uh, why, what the fuck? Victoria, tried and true. Victoria and the, Canada, um, Yellowknife. Ah. Uh, Cor- Corinne. Not Yellowknife. Yeah. Corinne, yeah. Corinne is Perch Pottery. Perch Pottery, yeah. Sorry, I, Corinne, I'm so sorry. We've had a long day. <laughs> yeah, so we got a we got a group that helps us, and uh, they're very gracious with their time and yeah, doing those Instagram takeovers and sharing all your posts because hopefully, as you're going along, you're making, you're sharing, you're saying like, "Hey, I'm making this thing for Potsop Official," and then it gets more people involved and in seeing what other people are making, and it's kind of that built that excitement to, you know, seeing. It's really cool when you get to see like people stuff in greenware and then they like get it to glaze and they're firing it and then they take it out and you're like all right where's that going yeah and uh and you may have already seen it if you're following and people have been resharing so um definitely share the uh you know tag the pot Swap official account and then that'll be reshared as you make stuff and as you receive stuff and open packages and yeah i always way to, to just see what's going on i really i like okay Full disclosure, me and Ryan have been dreading this, but um, <laughs> just because it's a lot of work. But at the end of the day, I fucking love it because I love sending gifts and I don't do Christmas or I'm not like a holiday person. So um, uh, like last year, I sent so much shit. <laughs> I think I sent like four different, five different pieces or whatever, because I can. I'm like, you know, that's. I'm allowed to do that, you know? And so if you get a package from me, it's going to be fucking loaded. And uh, if I get my fucking kiln hooked up. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, I, I use the opportunity to really give as much as I can. And it's been rewarding, really rewarding every single year. So. Yeah. And you you said it in the past. Like, it's all about trying to like brighten that person's day. If yeah. you have a an, an ability to like brighten somebody's day of surprise them and like get them excited about yeah. something they received and like you're already building the anticipation just from the sharing and like people seeing all that stuff, but when you actually get something that you don't know what's going to be inside, it's like really exciting and you can Yeah. you know, in their year on a good note. I feel like it was pretty good last year. Um Yeah. people receiving that kind of stuff at the end of the year. Yeah. With that being said, it should be noted that if um, you are international, there's a likely chance that you will not get it by Christmas time. Um, uh, and like we've had some issues with shipping internationally. We do the best we can to make sure you have the right tariff code and everything like that, um, have the information for shipping, but it can be difficult. So keep that in mind. But uh, we actually, uh, we in the past, if things haven't happened well, like, you know, right, we have a fund uh, set up 
just in case. So um, we want everybody yeah. to that, be. Because cause some people, if they get something and then they got to pay the customs on it, then that's like a hurdle for them. And they're like, I yeah. can't receive this because I can't pay $30 in customs right now. Yeah. Or so something like that. So we ask that you not take advantage of that, but we are fully aware that that is something that um, does happen. So if that is the case, please reach out to us because we have money specifically for that. Um, that, you know, we don't mind putting out. So, yeah. uh, also, I'm going to mention this, but this year, if you want, you don't have to. We did this last to. year. <laughs> yeah. If you want, you don't have to. It does cost us money to use the emailing service. Um, and last year, we just asked people on Instagram if they wanted to donate um, via PayPal, like $1 to $2 or just even $1. Um, that would be great. You know, we don't, want, we don't want $20. We don't want $10. We just, you know, if... Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's 600 people in this. If a few of you are willing to donate a dollar to participate or it, whatever, yeah, it it goes to pay for the service that we have, and then any of those issues that come up, or if somebody, you know, if something happens, you know, yeah. Um, and we don't use the money, but uh, well, we might go to dinner. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's driving anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we, uh, use that to like, that would be the fund for customs. And if somebody didn't get a pot, uh, if somebody came into issues with mailing and stuff like that. So that's what that would be for. Um, you know, I think any, yeah, we've, we've sent out pots to people, uh, you know, and use that to help us pay for shipping when, we had to ship out extra stuff to people that didn't receive something because they either the person fell through or they couldn't deliver on it. And you don't want to be switching people around last minute. So we've, yeah. I mean, we've sent pots in the past to, <clears throat> to make sure people got something just in case. So, yeah, we care. Um, should we talk about some of the dates? Yes, we should. So today is October 6th. We yes. actually announced the official sign-up date, and you will hear this a couple of times between now and the sign-up. Um, but we announced it a few days ago. The sign-ups start on October 17th, which is a Sunday, at 12 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. If you participated last year... Yes. Should I say that? Should I say that? Uh, you can say that. I don't care. Okay. If you, particip it <laughs> if you participated last year, you're going to get an email reminding you that um, sign-ups start. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Look out they for actually, that email. They actually get the, the link to it early. So Early? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, the 400 people that were already in might get a little head start. So make sure you get there on time when they go live on the 17th because it could be a lot of people already signed up yes so um life isn't fair just deal with it um <laughs> and then uh let's see we will have our like we'll email out uh the official you are in um uh by october 19th we ask Bef before we go to that can you 
what what can people expect for the sign up? I feel like I could probably talk about this, but yeah, basically what's going to happen is October 17th. We're going to, you know, we have the countdown on Instagram. So set that up. That is set to go off on October 17th at 12 PM. We do not have the swipe up thing or the link thing in our stories. So essentially what we're going to do is we're going to post a link to a Google form on our profile mm-hmm. at Potswap official can't promise that it's going to be in my personal profile or Becca's personal profile. It might be, but I can't promise it. I will likely link it in my stories on RD ceramics, but you know, yeah. go to Potswap official. That's going to be the go-to place. When that alarm goes off, go to Potswap official account, click on the link at that time. And then that's going to take you to the Google form. You're going to fill it out. And as soon as you hit submit, you are in Potswap. So if you get there and it says all the application, all the spots are full, you've missed the 600. You are not able to submit because we already have 600. So yeah. there should be a confirmation code, right? That like, yeah, it, I mean, once you submit, it'll say, you know, thank you for joining us. Um, please wait for an official email coming out in the coming days or something like that. But basically if you're able to submit the form, you're in. So. Yeah. And please, 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 we beg of you, don't be an idiot. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that means, like, please double check all of your spelling, all of your addresses, all of your email, triple check it before you submit your form. Not that you're an idiot if you do it wrong, but... Um, this is what we are sending directly to the person who is sending your stuff. So don't expect them to do the work for you to look up the zip code, for instance. Yeah. Just because you, you know the state and the zip code, like, put everything in there as you would if you're submitting it to... A, th- a third grader. To, yeah, whoever. <laughs> so you make sure it gets to your doorstep. Because if you leave off stuff, we've had people fill out a street address and not put a city, state, or zip code. Yeah. And I've had to look that shit up. Yeah, so please, 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 please double check your work and um, just be as accurate as possible. Because imagine 600 people, if we get 20 people that make mistakes, we have to clean up those 20 people. And it yeah. could be more than that. As we get grower, grow bigger and bigger, Yeah, more of those situations come up. So the more you can take care of that before it gets to us. Yeah. Realize that there's only a few of us on the other end of that that are receiving it. So, yeah. And be careful. Um, yeah. And if you don't think you if if you have a, a just a random question uh, that you can search and find via Google or via our instructions, please look at those first. Uh, emails are will be coming in frequently. So, um, if it can be found somewhere else look there first yeah and you can i mean look back at other pot swap of what people sent um you know some people ask us does it have to be a mug does it have to be this does it have to be that we will put a lot of those details in our like officially you're in emails and what people can expect this episode and past pot swap 2020 episodes that we've recorded talk a lot about the same stuff so you should have every resource at your disposal to answer the most of those questions that you have yeah and if you have issues with like timing and you can't meet the deadlines then you need to be considering whether you're able to do the pot swap or not if you're really pushed on a deadline but you really want to do it 
I mean, I you might need to sit it out. If you can't deliver something in time, then you might need to sit yeah. this one out. Please because be responsible. Fair, yeah. It's not fair to the recipient if you can't meet the deadline. Um, we're actually having signups a couple weeks earlier than we have in the past because people have requested more time. So. Yeah. And you can start working on your piece now. Yeah, you don't have to make something custom custom for the specific person and tailor it to that specific person if you you know just keep in mind like what you think you want to make and get that in the works and you can uh, have something for them so yeah so the assignments go out uh, hopefully by November 1st and uh, you so you will get your uh, pot swap participant uh, on November 1st which is an easy date to remember. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then we'll send out a reminder email on the, you know, mid-November, just reminding you to send out your package if you can early. Now, um, in the past, if you've done it before, you know that we have an international deadline and a domestic deadline. International deadline is December 1st. Domestic deadline is December 7th. If you can get it out before that, that would be great. Um, if you can't, though, this this needs to be, like, get it as close to this date as possible. Yeah, um, and that's just to make sure that the people receive it by Christmas or, yeah. you know, whenever. You know, it's it's an end-of-the-year thing. It's not a Christmas-only thing. So if you yeah. – and, I mean, that's a specific holiday, but some people don't celebrate that. But, yeah. you know, that's kind of the intention. You're trying to get it before the end of the year. If you want to write on the box, like don't open till or whatever, like people know it's coming. It's getting that time of the year. So as you start shipping stuff out, yeah, you know, it's plus it's cool on the Instagram account to see people receiving things throughout the month. Yeah, totally. And um, also just remember that the USPS is packed, especially if you're in the United States. USPS is a total shit show come December. So keep that in mind. Shipping it out earlier is better. Um, also, never mind. Also, I was gonna, also, I was, also, 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 I was gonna say about the fragile sticker, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the um, yeah reminder emails, domestic deadlines. Um, do we want to mention anything uh, around the mid December time frame? Oh, yes. We will be emailing you around December 13th or 14th to remind you not to contact us if you haven't gotten your pot. Because. Yeah. Don't get too antsy because yeah. we get those emails and honestly, we can't do anything about them. It's yeah. like you get antsy, we get it, you're excited. <laughs> realize that there's only so much we can do to, you know. We can't contact tracking numbers and get tracking numbers from people and relay them to you. And like, it's just not feasible for 600 people. Yeah. And we're sending out that reminder because on December 20th, um, we will send out an email revealing who your partner was and that way, or your pot swap person was that way you can contact them if you have not received your package yet. Um, and you can reach out, uh, that way or you can thank them directly if or, you yeah, or, yet, thank them. or if you didn't know how to how to reach them if they didn't put a card in the thing or whatnot so yeah yeah that we started doing that last year we kind of thought of it like oh well you don't want to know who you're gonna get so we never 
yeah did that you just was up to if they put the information in their package so you knew who it was mm-hmm. but we started doing it last year in preparation for us not having to relay information and be a middleman and keep the secret like yeah. give all the information out we're not sharing everybody who everybody has but you're going to get an email to yourself yeah just your person yeah just your person so, so it's still private and and um yeah and and i think that it was it worked out really well last year people were it was easier for people to connect and like i it was a i think it was a good addition but um, yeah, yeah it was we're like i feel like we sound like we're really nitpicky right now but we're just um it's what makes us keep doing it honestly because yeah. some of those con- in, you know interactions add up over time and it makes us get overwhelmed at least on my side that's what makes yeah. it overwhelming for me yeah we, and we're really excited to do it we just um you know we all got to work as a team. <laughs> yeah. We, we all got to work as a team. You guys got to work with us and we got to work with you. <laughs> so um, that's kind of where we're at. And I, like it's once December rolls around and people start getting their packages, it's going to be great. I love watching people unwrapping everything and stuff. So um, yeah. And having all the people that help via Instagram stoked about that. They are great at it. Last year, remember, who was it that um, did the questions about me? I think Hallie did that. Yeah. They did did questions about, like, who would get drunk first, Rebecca or Ryan? (laughs) Who pours the strongest drink? Yeah, who pours the strongest? It was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about it. It's come so fast. uh, But but we're going to fucking kill it this year. I know it. It's going to be great. You know what? I actually got reached out to a few days ago with somebody who had the um, was asking if I was fine with them. If we were fine with them doing like a pot swap in their like local community. Oh, yeah. Like if they if they were stepping on toes. I don't know if they reached out to you, but nobody reaches in Canada out to me. Or, <laughs> she was in Canada and she was asking about it. So it's like we got this like name of like people know us about this stuff. And then, like, uh, Kinnett Clay, like, they started the bowl swap a couple years ago. And, yeah, please uh, do reach out to us if you want to do one locally because we will... We can give you some advice. Yeah, and, like, we don't mind that at all. We just prefer you be open about it (laughs) and not block us on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Sound like that was from experience back (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we we encourage it. It's fun. Uh, Connect Clay does. They do the bowl swap, and it's like around soup season, so it's like in the yeah. winter. It's like oh, and they send a recipe with it, right? It's like in March, yeah. So it's your job to send a bowl, but also a recipe with it of like one of your favorite recipes. So yeah, yeah. Look look out for that if you do not get in pot swap for some reason and it fills up too quick. Look out for that one. You could do yeah. that one. I'm really curious to see how fast uh, six hundred fills up. Last year, do you, do we want to talk about last? I think last year it filled up in like eight. Uh, I want to say like eighteen hours or something. Yeah, it wasn't like super fast. Like there was still time. Um, yeah, but it was pretty fast. Yeah, for sure. And then we will get swarmed with people that say they missed it within the week 
of it and they you know you just get those messages so mark your calendar now put a reminder on your calendar now sign up start october 17th 12 p.m eastern time okay i have seen i have probably seen like 150 people that have shared the countdown or saved the count sorry not shared the countdown saved the countdown from our PotSwap official account because yeah. we get the notifications every time somebody saves it. Oh my gosh! I just scroll through here and I see all the people that have saved it. It's nuts. Yeah. So these people are fucking on it, and then we get all these on new followers it. too. Yeah. I'm stressed about next year. <laughs> <laughs> next year. Can no. we like sell off the idea to somebody? <laughs> yeah, if somebody wants to buy it for like hugs. Let us know <laughs> for hugs. <laughs> oh man. Um. No. I'm. No. I'm excited. It's. Uh. I feel like this is like our legacy. <laughs> our legacy. I know, right? Is Potswap. We just need like we need like a third partner that is uh on it with this stuff that we can uh we can uh, share the responsibility with. It's fine. We're we're good. We're superheroes. We got this. <laughs> We got this. It's going to be so great. I'm so excited. Um, I feel like it's because we're so good at advertising it and marketing it that it's like people know, they enjoy it, and then it's like it just spreads. All good things spread. I'm sure spread. the podcast helps. and All good things spread. Yeah. Like butter. And <laughs> Country crock, huh? No, gross. Um, Country crock spreads better than butter. Uh, not countersoft butter. Okay, that might be true. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that's pretty much all we need to say for PotSwap. Uh, we're excited about it. Uh, we're a little stressed about it, to be completely honest. But um, Yes. But, Perfect storm of shit right now. Yeah. Stop making it sound like we hate this. We don't. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot, but it's a good a lot. It's a good yeah. lot. Um, That's great grammar. We'll take it. Yeah, it's a good a lot. <laughs> I yeah, all the people at work already want to do it, so. Sweet. A lot of them do. Um so I'm excited about that. Um, are we going to answer questions or we are already at 50 minutes? Yeah, yeah, we're going to answer questions. Okay. What? We want right, to hit get, 2 hours. Y'all get right? an, Oh, I thought we were doing a short one with the pot swap and then. I thought we were doing pot swap at the beginning and then questions at the end. I know, but I thought that whole thing was going to be 45 minutes. Oh, well, then let's just do one of the questions. Okay. Cool. Alrighty, which question? Uh, let's do the one, uh, the second one. I think it's raining here, too. Holy sounds, shit. sounds like it. Yeah, it is. You you got just some of your, you got the got your, downpour. No, I just heard it like whipping around and it. I can hear the it. Windows and stuff. I can hear it. Okay, here's our question. It's from Goodwill Ceramics. Jody. Jody. <laughs> Jody. Um, hey guys, I have a question for the podcast that I didn't realize I had until now. I think about this all the time, so I'm wondering what y'all think about consistent sizes for certain pots like should i stick with one or two sizes for bowls mugs etc or is it okay to make 
small batches where they may be 30 or, uh, of something and maybe I'll never make those again or maybe I will. For example, I think I want customers to be able to buy postables knowing that they will be available in the same shape and size to the ones they bought a year ago. People don't want eight different size possibles in their kitchen. I'm also thinking about this from the perspective of trying to create a wholesale line of pots and maybe even supplying the dishes for a restaurant someday. Some businesses ask for my wholesale list and I'm like, I can make whatever size bowl, mug, etc. that you want. Ha <laughs> ha. I wonder if... <laughs> I, I've never said ha-ha aloud uh, from a text. <laughs> ha -ha. That was great. Ha-ha. I wonder if Becca has insight into this from Graves Co. For example, how do they think about what size and shape the cocktail cup is and would the shape change all of a sudden in the next batch? Question mark. Um, Jody. Jody. That was a lot. That was a lot. There's a lot in there. there was um, a, it was good, though. Good grammar. Um, yeah. On it. On it. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll start. I'll start with like mugs. Like for mugs, I love just making. I make two sizes of mugs basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, I make a one-pound mug, which is probably eighty-five percent of the mugs that I make. And then. Uh, like a sixteen-ounce. Uh, I mean, they, they hold different amounts, though. I mean, some of them I belly yeah. in, in their one pound, and some of them I don't belly in their one pound, and they might hold uh, 14 ounces for a bellied one and uh, 10 to 12 ounces for the non-bellied one. Yeah. And I just like that consistency. Like, the amount of clay is the right size. I know how much height I should expect, and it's it's good for me. And then the other ones are three quarters of a pound and that'll yield a small mug which is usually like a seven to eight ounce mug so it's like a smaller one um and it's just good to have some a couple different sizes but uh that's the majority of my mug i just think making only a specific pound and weight is just it makes it pretty consistent across the board that like my handles are going to be the same amount of size when i like get the ball of clay for making the handles and like the size of the mug is going to be about the same it's just easier to mix and match of like okay i need some mugs in this glaze color or this glaze color and i always have about the same size mugs yeah like all together so i like that same for like bowls i make like a couple different bowls like pasta bowl one and a half pounds and then like cereal bowl one and a half pounds one of them's narrower and taller and one of them's wider and shallower yeah but it's the same amount of clay. Right. So what about you? I, I don't. I know your personal stuff is, has been shifting a little bit, but what do you think about different sizes? Or maybe Gravesco, you can think about it as well there. I have a lot to say. Is that okay? A lot. Go for it. Okay. So, <laughs> I, so I definitely think that um, – so there's a couple reasons why I think that it's great to narrow down your production line – and to have specific sizes for bowls, mugs, etc., plates, everything like that. The main one is not actually about your customers, it's more about you. And that is that it's a hell of a lot more efficient to um, keep your sizes and shapes consistent. And uh, that way, like, you're not 
oh, how did I make this again? How did I make this shape again? Um, it's, it's like, you're like, oh, this is the shape I need. This is what it looks like. What I recommend um, in, cause you had mentioned about like how to remember from Gravesco, like kind of like, is the cocktail cup gonna be the same this batch to this batch? Well, they are, and the reason is because the first time I ever made those cocktail cups, I recorded the weight, I recorded the size of the rim, I recorded the height, and then I recorded the the weight of the clay and the height and the width, and then I recorded uh, a picture of what it looked like, and and then you can also take a picture of when you trim it, what that looks like, and that all goes in Trello or in your notes app if you want to do it in your notes app. Um, I recommend doing this especially if you do anything for wholesale that's specific to your wholesale like you know some people are like can you make me a 20 ounce mug with this blah 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 make sure you're taking pictures of the first one that you make because that's going to end the height width and uh, weight uh, because that's going to be really important for the future especially if you ever have to make an extra one or anything like that Um, and then also say which clay you you used like document it as much as possible you could even do a form situation like what you do ryan for google docs um Mm -hmm. that would be completely appropriate uh for that so there's that's and and then like if you're doing the same size like you said if you're doing the same size mug if you have a 16 ounce mug like my mugs were i think a pound yeah i think my mugs were a pound um they weren't all the same, but they were very similar in size. And the handles were all the same. Like, you know, the more you make those handles, the more you make those mugs, the faster you're going to get. And the more money you're going to make because you're doing them faster. You're finding more efficiencies. Um, so the more that you can make consistent items, the better your profit margin is going to be. Uh, so- and I think of it like piling up Bisquare, too. It's really easy to it's much more manageable to pile up like I have two different sizes of bowls. So like it's very apparent that you're running low on specific sizes and you can just make more of a specific size and just pile it up. Because for me, the glazes run the gamut, many options there. So like I need a big quantity of bisquare to pull from to fulfill like the specific colors that work well. So, you know, if you have, six different glaze combos then you need like 30 to 40 bowls to pull from yeah i mean it's not going to look as good on a table if you just have one of a color of a specific bowl yeah and um also if you would do if you have some sort of a 3d printer not a 3d printer but like a laser cutter a lot of people do um or whatever you can also make like little templates to show the size, like Rebecca makes these, oh, I don't know if there's any here. Um, Rebecca makes these little plastic gauges. She first 3D printed them and then now she cuts them out of the laser cutter with acrylic. And they look like a long L. So the first measurement is how high it is and the next measurement is how wide it is or vice versa. So, um, and then it says like patty bowl or crumble or or wide pitcher or whatever. So um, it is always the same height and width. And that way, if you don't have a gauge or whatever, you can just like 
measure it by hand every time. And then you don't have to write it down. You don't have to write the measurements down. But I do think that it's important to have the measurements down regardless um, the first time that you make it. And that's not to say that you can't do small batches of 30 random shit things, you know. But you need to make sure that your, like, customers know, hey, these aren't, like, you know. They're, they're not going to pick up one of them and be like, can you make me eight of these? Right. And then I mean, you maybe. Say, then you say, you know what, I have a specific line of pots. This is the size. And for a wholesale, that's it's a really easy way to do a line sheet, you know. Um Especially, I mean, yeah, it's it would be very easy to do a line sheet just with your bowls, mugs, pots, and whatever. But don't feel like you're, um, like, constrained. Like, don't feel like you're, what's the word? Restrained? Restrained by the wholesale list. Like, if a wholesaler says, hey, can you do this? And it's like 500 pots, be like, yes, I can. <laughs> Maybe if it's in your wheelhouse and you want yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, don't, but it, it is helpful. And, you know, when you do your wholesale list, do them all in white or do them all in one color so that they see the shape, not just the color. And then you can do a color sample on the bottom and stuff like that. So that's what I would probably recommend. I'm the same way with my bowls, too. My bowls were the same weight, but they were different shapes. Yeah. But they have... That just makes it easier, because I just have a whole... Like, I have two buckets of one and a half pounds of clay, and I can make all bowls with that. Yeah, exactly. I can make all oil bottles with that. I can make a bucket of bowls. I can make a bucket of oil bottles. I can... Yeah. I can make mugs that are a pound and a half that are, like, large steins. Yeah, I definitely I do use think more clay for that. So it's really important. It's like really smart, especially if you have a pug mill or if you are weighing out your clay. It's really smart to have certain weights, like fourteen ounces, one and a half pounds, eight ounces. Those were my like three specific weights, you know. And um, I didn't really need any more than that. So try to keep your weights a, a, a like a small quantity, you know, like what he's saying. Like uh, yeah. try to. I, I mean, I. I might have in the past made mugs with a pound and a and a quarter, but I don't make anything else with a pound and a quarter. So it's like I yeah. sunset that, got rid of it, and yeah. a pound is pretty good. And I've also got better with my throwing. So mm-hmm. what I might have got with a pound and a quarter in the past, I can get with a pound of clay for a mug. It's lighter weight. You trim away the clay that's not needed, and yeah. you you know, simplify what you're making. And so. you should expect your bowls to change. Oh my gosh. Teresa and Brandon, who I, I eat dinner with them every Sunday and <laughs> they have, they have bowls from one flash sale that were very like, they're very shallow, but they're like curvy, you know? And then, and then they were like, can you make us three more bowls um, and bring them when you move to Indiana and so those ones are a completely different shape. They're the same size, but they're a completely different shape. <laughs> and so you you should expect that your shape will at least change a little bit because we are only human and our you know our styles tend to evolve. So don't be like keep them in the same format, but like don't be don't be thinking that your bowls from 5 years ago are going to be the same as your bowls now. You know, there will be progression within yeah. that, you know. 
Yeah, I, I almost never have somebody say, like, I had this bowl from you from years ago. Can you recreate this bowl? Like, that almost never happens. It's just like, this is what I offer. Yeah. And, like, if you like it, buy it. If you don't, you don't, like. Yeah. Cross that battle when it comes. And then yeah. say no. And also, just because the bowls are the same weight, I don't price them the same. I price the cereal bowls, the ones that are more, like, proportional, like, width and height-wise. Mm-hmm. Those are priced at 24 in my shallow pasta bowls. I call them pasta bowls, but I'll, I probably just call them shallow bowls. They're not as big as your pasta bowls, so... Call them pasta bowls, they'll sell better. Yeah, I feel like you've told me this before, and I think that's probably why I... People like pasta. pasta. Um, but uh, those pasta bowls actually sell for 28 Yeah. Because I do have some cracking, um, because I throw thinner. So like I'm trying to get the the wide bottom that's thinner, and sometimes they shrink a little bit more on the bat, and they crack. So and you I don't have some trim. Loss. So. And I yeah I trim the edge, and that's it. But um, yeah, they're a little bit larger. They t- take up like more space in the kiln, even though they're shorter. But um, yeah, and I I don't I have a little bit more. They're a little finickier than the others, so mm-hmm. I price them appropriately. Plus, you said the pasta thing, so like I feel like they would sell. I would not be able to keep up if I sold them at twenty four, probably. Yeah. So. God, I miss those pasta bowls. I made some pasta bowls for Graves Co. and they are fucking dope. They are so good. Ugh. So sick and about it. You mentioned the. Uh, the gauge thing earlier i feel like that's good to highlight that i think that's personally better than using a ruler because it's oh it's yeah a set you're not there's no room for human error there is less room for human error there yeah we are using a physical device that is a specific size that is not like eyeballing it yeah. and you're not looking at a rule like did yeah. i put it at this end or you know and I mean, you could even if you you could even make your own gauges too. Like if you went to the dollar store and got a plastic ruler, you could, uh, you know, probably exacto it out or or cut something or like, you know, shape it out so that it's got the markers on it. And I mean, like mm-hmm. a dollar for, you know, a tool that's going to save you so much time in the future. Totally worth it. Like, I'm sure you could find something at the dollar store, even if you did it out of wood or, like, a, a mm-hmm. doily, or not a doily, um, a... Dalrod? Dalrod, yeah. Or something. You just have to make sure that you know the difference between the height and the width, you know, so. Yeah. I, like, one, uh, one instance that I use it, I use the uh, top of a one-inch brush yeah. to measure the diameter of my oil bottle opening if i need to um at this point i've made so many that i can eyeball it um but that's like that's consistent it's one one inch i'm not gonna be sanding down or grinding down the edge Mm -hmm. of the rule of the brush so it's like it's standard it's always the same yeah but definitely take a picture of it always take a picture of it um and then once you've finished firing it record what the finished weight is to or the finished height and width is to mm-hmm. um that'll help you with your shrinkage as well to, to figure out what your shrinkage is but with the uh cocktail cuffs i'm curious do you have anybody else that makes those i'm the only one that makes no. them. 
Okay. I was curious with the dimple because I could see the dimple being different and being like, oh, that person made those because the dimple is a certain way. Well, I... T- and if you make them, it looks a certain way, you know? I've taught them all how to do the dimples. <laughs> like, okay. me and so Rebecca... So, like, the, the height of it and where it hits the apex or doesn't or... Yeah, I mean, like, well, I haven't, like, taught them, but, like, we try to make them all pretty consistent. But, yeah, I don't know if anybody could make the... I don't know. Like, I'm sure Sarah could make them. Um, she struggles with throw ring, like throw lines. Mm-hmm. She's getting a lot better, but that's, um, it's, you know, what's interesting is that, uh, um, both of the production potters that we have right now have struggled with throw lines. They're way better now, but, um, but when they came in, they'd always done everything with a rib. And, like, that was their natural state. And I've never done anything with ribs. So, like, mm-hmm. anything that's supposed to be ribbed, I'm like, please don't give that to me. And anything that yeah. is Plus, when out. you're throwing really thin like you do and with not a ton of water, like, ribbing something like that is a risk. Yeah. And so, but I don't, I'm, I'm positive Sarah could do the wine glasses, but it would be, she would probably throw one of them across the room. Yeah. Um, Plus, you throw with, like, just the right amount of clay. So having somebody throw with the same amount of clay that you do and get to that end result might be tough, right? I could probably... I I weighed out the clay today, and I was doing... Because I did about 120 of the um, wine glasses, and I felt like it was too much this time for some reason. I think my scale was a little bit off. But, um, yeah, I mean, okay. I, I was... I, you know, I look at those... I've done so many wine glasses in the last... Four weeks, I've done over 1,500 wine glasses. So, um, just, wow. yeah. Is that the one you have the order the order for 5,000 or something? It was 1,000. 1,000, okay. Yeah, it was 1,000. And just, like, looking at them now, I could probably throw them with my eyes closed and get them to the right height every time. But I still use a gauge, but um, and I still measure them every time. But, yeah, it's... Is it ever just hard to comprehend, like, how many you make of something that it's like, these are going to sell? Like, I make 50 of these. Like, these are going to sell quick. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's like, I don't even know 50 people that would want one of these. And then you just get, like, uh, like it shows you don't know what's going to happen. And then, you like, I had a repeat customer that come to my show over the weekend, and... She bought four four mugs. Yeah. She's already bought, like, eight pieces from me or something. And, you know, she came with her daughter, and she, her daughter bought a couple things. Or or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe her daughter bought the mugs for a gift or something. But, um, but and I just saw her at another show, like, three weeks ago. And she bought three or four things. So it's like, but they're buying it for gifts and, you know. Yeah, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, especially with the wine glasses specifically, when I made... My wine glasses are different than the cocktail cups that I make for Rebecca. They're very similar, but the mine are taller. Hers are shorter and smaller. Um, mm-hmm. <coughs> so, but, like, one time this lady bought eight wine glasses. Like, she bought four of them out of my seconds bin at a show, and then she contacted me and wanted eight more. Like, whoa! like, that's a lot. <laughs> that's you know? 12 to one person and you're like yeah i like if you sit down and make 50 that's a big dent out of your 50 that's a that huge made. dent on your 50 yeah i know and that's like that is a totally interesting observation that, and that's not even that uncommon though you could have easily got somebody 
you could have had four people that bought two a piece and that would have been just right. the same as like I used to go home after a show at Leavenworth and feel like I didn't sell anything and make 50 mugs and I'd still be behind you know yeah like 50 mugs at 20 bucks a piece which was what I was probably selling them for um, is a thousand bucks yeah like it's just crazy and, it's a crazy the amount of shit that we make yeah and I, I like the uh, I like to have forms that you know everybody makes mugs and everybody has a lot of mugs that if you collect pottery so I was talking to some customers this weekend I was like you know yeah we stock up on mugs we have you know a number in our cupboard but you know we kind of move to the next thing it's like you know you've collected a lot of mugs so like you start looking at other forms and I was talking with somebody else and they were like yeah I'm to like the dinner plate phase or the the diner plate phase and then I was kind of talking to her about like you know I'm kind of to the stage where like I don't really like making plates if I'm honest with you so I'm like yeah you got to kind of pick and choose like who you go to that has plates because she was saying there's not a lot of people and uh I was like yeah I mean they're kind of a bitch so they are yeah um, no for sure like I'm definitely in the diner plate phase like the the little plate phase like I've got all of them I got the mm -hmm. bowls I got the mugs I got the cups I got the large plates and yeah. I have like I think I have six small plates but I'd I'd even take some more so that's where those like niche items are really catch people because if everybody's making mugs I mean yeah your mugs can be really good and they're gonna be for the right people that are like I really need a good mug or they broke you know somebody breaks their mug and they're looking for to replace that so they get a one that you have that's really nice and the handle's really good and they really like it and then you'll get people that are like i've got so many mugs i need you know to get rid of some so it's yeah. nice to have like the oil bottles that people can get like oh i can put yeah. some soap in that like maybe yeah. they don't have something for that or the yarn bowl like oh i know somebody that knits or whatever or you know that it's very niche thing but it can work for the right people so yeah so figure out those items that uh aren't the everyday thing that might be good business for you that maybe other people don't make a lot of i have something to say about the question sure. as i'm looking at this cup that i made this cup that i made for rebecca and it's well i made them for graves go but um it uh the first set i made i made them fine the second set completely different shape and it was a fucking struggle okay it was like i made 12 of them first and then i made 50 you were asked to change the shape or no 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 no, no. i just could not make the shape again and oh the third time i had to make a hundred of them and we had talked about the shape and like she was like do you like this shape like i like the straight up what happened was um hold on i'm i want to go grab one uh what happened was it it like ovaled out okay so this shape is straight up and down so it's like it curves a little bit at the bottom but it's straight up and down and it's got a thumb indent and it's like the size of a beer cup probably like 16 ounces yeah. um the other ones bellied out in the middle and 
they probably held 20 ounces. (laughs) And, um, And they were bigger, so, like, smaller hands couldn't hold them as well. And I was so fucking frustrated. And I was like, Rebecca, I can't throw these. Like... I am so mad (laughs) at this shape and I don't understand why it worked out so well the first time. And then... Well, isn't it structurally better? Is that part of it? That it's structurally more sound if it's vertical walled, like the support system is easier to hold the weight versus a one that's got a belly apex in the middle. Right. But what was happening was I didn't have enough clay. So... Okay. So I Oh right. Because so you need she, more clay to get the belly. She well, kind of. So she told me the right amount of clay the first time and I must have done it right. But and I got them, but then when I did fifty of them, it was hard for me to get them up to be straight. And I was pushing that clay so much that it was so thin in the middle of the walls that it was bellying out. And had I just added a half a like not maybe not a half a pound, but like a quarter of a pound it would have been easier for me to get like a straight wall that was firmer because our clay is so soft that it just kind of like slumped, you know? So if it's hard to throw, add more clay. (laughs) I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like when you are making your line of products and if you feel like, oh, I don't know, this is kind of difficult. It's going to be difficult every fucking time. So make sure that it's easy enough to throw and you have enough clay. You know, sometimes it's okay to add a little extra. And um, I think that we talk about, like, saving and, like, using all the clay that you can use, you know. Um, But sometimes when you're doing, like, taller things or more structural items, adding a few extra ounces might save you so much time in the future. So keep that in mind when you're making your, like, products. If you're going to be, like, consistently making them. Nice. I I found that over time I improve the, I feel like the bottoms are the easiest thing to see the improvement of Mm -hmm. the transition from the side to the bottom. Yeah. Like whether it's, you know, beveled and it's like untouched kind of versus like, you know, subtly going in and then it's like softened. Yeah. You know, I'm not trimming them, but you know, stuff like that. I'm seeing more and more that it's like apparent. Yeah. For sure. Um, the attention to the, the bottom. Not not even the bottom bottom, but like the outside edge where it meets the bottom. That it's like, oh, yeah, this looked like shit before. <laughs> I love looking at pieces that you like made so many years ago and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like I left that bottom there for like I wanted this hourglass shape and you, le- it, 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 like, you like over-exaggerate it and the bottom is like way wider than it need to be and you could just like take a a knife tool and just like cut away like half an inch of clay at the yeah. bottom edge and like <laughs> or for me it was like always that my like the base of my mugs were so fucking narrow it was like an inch around that they you could literally just like boop and it would just like Push fall over, over. <laughs> <laughs> and now i feel like mine are trimmed? like way too fat yeah, I think they were trimmed. Yeah, I remember Larry was like, uh, if I could critique anything, there's, these are too narrow at the base. I was like, you <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you trying to look like it's floating on the table or what? Yeah, I do love a narrow mug at the base, though, I'll be honest. Um, 
But yeah, I, oh, fuck. I love looking at all my old shit. It's good to keep some of those old pots too. Like, I get it. We want to like th- throw them away, but it's nice to like see some of those and yeah, yawning. See how the weight's distributed, and like where you could, where you've made those improvements and the progression. Krista always says you should keep two pot, two things: your first piece that you've ever made, and your best piece that you've ever made. I thought you were gonna say, and the last piece that you ever made. <laughs> I do not have the first. No, I do. I do have the first piece. I don't think I have my first piece. I do. It's a little. It looks like a seashell. What do you mean by best piece, though? Wouldn't that continually change? Potentially, over time? you would think it would, right? Yeah. Then you get rid of the other one. Or is it your favorite piece you've ever made? Maybe the favorite. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeppity yep yep yeppers. I think we're done. <laughs> I think so too. All right. Pot swap twenty twenty one coming at you. Sign up. Um share with us on at pot swap official on Instagram. Yeah. Um if you want to donate to we're going to have the link in the first email yeah. the like acceptance yeah, we'll, email yeah but we'll, that'll we'll probably be the there. only one the only email so we're yeah. not going to push it yeah oh in our page we have a patreon <laughs> yes yeah yeah that's it it's all right it's 12 it's midnight Let's go to bed. It is. I'm tired. That's why I'm tired. Me too. I'm fucking tired. This moving shit sucks. Wham, wham. Somebody call the wambulance. Um. (laughs) (laughs) You know what you could do? You could just get that breakfast bagel and just drive to Cincinnati and just like. (laughs) And then drive back at four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I didn't know you meant same day. All right. (laughs) Never mind. <laughs> I could come on Saturday. What it, me and Bear were talking about how <laughs> he was like, we should go visit them when they've got everything in their house. And I was like, yeah, but not to move. And he's like, I can't move boxes. My shoulder's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, I can't either. I can't lift anything. And he's like, no, you're weak. <laughs> yeah. 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 My parents will be here. We're going to hook up the kiln um, on Saturday, actually, I think. Nice. Should be good. So. Alrighty. Thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next time. Yeah. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Yo, yo, higgity, yo. It's Becca here. Hey, just so you know, thank you for listening. And also, we have, what do we have again? A Patreon. A Patreon. We have a Patreon. That you should go and if you want to donate to, you could donate to it. If you don't, that's cool too. But um, just Google Wheel Talk Podcast Patreon. Don't do the other one because uh, there is a Wheel Talk on Patreon, but it's not us. So make sure you get the right one. It's and in the show notes. It's in the show notes. And also um, leave us a review because they're fun to read. Okay, bye. <laughs>